Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's, Where's the, the lemonade? lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. <laughs> On today's episode, we're going to talk about <laughs> kids, money, and equality. Sounds complicated. Very complicated. So this is a really tough subject. I've, we've been reading in some uh, groups, some blended family groups, and as well as us, and it caused us to have quite a discussion at dinner the other night uh, when we were out on our date about this podcast. It was quite a discussion. We have, <laughs> Ever since we started this podcast, we delve into subjects I don't think we would have ever quite gone as deep as we do into these subjects. I totally agree because we'd already come up with solutions around money and equality between stepkids and kids and all this stuff. At least we thought we did until we kind of picked at this a little bit. And then we came back to the same conclusion that we had before. So We did. But yeah, it makes you look at everything and go, is it all fair? Is everything fair? And first of all, I think we Life decided is not fair. it's just some things aren't going to be fair because of the time, circumstance, you know, just all different kinds of things, right? Now, it's hard enough when you have your own kids and there's like an age disparity between kids um, and things working out what the kids would consider fair across the board. Right. Because when you're first married, you don't have as much money as you do possibly when you're later married and the kids are starting to move out of the house. Right. So the big joke in our house was always, well, the younger kids are going to have nicer things and go on better trips and... And the answer is yes. They are. <laughs> For our older kids, just too bad. Suck it up. <laughs> we did we we've always joked though that they'd be driving Ferraris, which of course they wouldn't because no. we We don't we, drive Ferraris, so they're know, not gonna yeah, drive. If anyone them. knows us, Darren and I are on the same page with cars. Yeah. My just, truck is how old is my truck? Thirteen years old. No. Seventeen years old. Seventeen? It's a two thousand three. And let me just tell you. That thing just runs like a gem. Okay, the the gas gauge doesn't work, and the speedometer doesn't work. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but we don't need anything else. No, we don't. So I guess the, the, the thing that you have to think about is just in a normal nuclear family that's not blended, there's an inequality as far as um, money goes and right. as far as that goes. Now you throw a blended family in, and things go completely haywire. That is very true. Very true. Because chances are that you're going to marry someone or bring two families together where the pay is equal before, where both households before they came together was equivalent, are going to be very rare. What do you mean? Well, for example, when you and I got married, there uh-huh. was a difference in amount of income that oh, I, I was so, used to. So you're saying the person that you're marrying... It's very rare that... Your incomes will be identical. Right. Oh, yeah. Super yeah. rare. And and that that family would be used to the same income that, right. that this family is used to. Yes, yes. So there's a lot of inequality just, yeah. off, of, just off the start. Right. Which, that can cause some problems. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, and I think some of the reasons why it causes problems is because you have established... Um, what's the right rule, uh, word? Um uh, traditions, or you've established expectations 
on for kids on what they expect out of their parents when it comes to things and money and schooling, cars, cell phones, yeah. gifts, all those sorts of things. So now you throw two blended families together and wham. Yeah, I mean, and it can be big things and it can be little things, right? I mean, when you and I got married, I had two kids in college. You had one kid in college. So, you know, we had bigger expenses that we had to make sure we were talking through. And, and how are you handling that? It wasn't just Susie soccer, right? It was, do you pay for college? Do you, you know, how do you handle that? Do your kids have a car, right? Are you right. still paying for cell phones? Are you still, are you paying their car insurance? Do they have a car? I mean, it's a lot of stuff. And wait, if you're doing that, does that mean that we now do that for these kids over here? They're not or, used to that. What right. about this? And, right. Or do we take it away from those kids and go, well, I mean, you know, it's It can it's be tough. really tough. One of the, it's a silly thing. It was buying sodas at dinner when we went out. Yes, we've talked about this before on our podcast. So if you're an avid listener. You already know this story. You already know this, that when I used to take my kids out to dinner, we never, we never have soda at home. Right. And a, our treat at when we went out to dinner and we didn't go out to dinner that often so when we went out to dinner yeah they all, they ordered a soda at dinner and well was, you only really had two kids at home left yeah but i mean even when all four kids went home were at home it was just that was our treat at dinner you know that was just part of our dinner was getting for, soda and for me with six kids i i'm i'm calculating weight that's three dollars per kid that's adding twenty dollars to yeah. my restaurant bill and now when we blended families it was like Oh, now that's adding thirty to forty dollars to our restaurant bill, right? Which I'm already paying well over a hundred dollars to feed the whole family. I'm right. like, oh my god! So goodness. basically, it was just. I mean, yes, that was an added expense to to when before I met you, but that was one of our traditions. It was just something we did. It was no big deal, right? Right. It was yeah. Just, exactly. And never even occurred to me that this would be like this, this big deal. Like it's a soda. <laughs> And then you and I get married, and I don't know. I think we went out, went to go out to we dinner. We went out to dinner, and, and all I my kids like, order water. Well, and I'm I'm getting like I'm like oh no, everybody get a soda. Everyone gets sodas, and everyone's look. Your kids Lemonades are looking at me like and- I can get a soda, and you're looking at me like they're getting sodas. And <laughs> even though it's this small thing, it became a huge. It became a huge deal. Um, division between you and I for a little bit. And it was just like, really, Darren? Just buy the kids a stinking soda. <laughs> like, I was just like, I don't get it. Knock it off. But money was really tight for us. Oh, it was, very, it was very tight. I mean, we're talking, we didn't buy paper towels because we couldn't afford right. paper towels. I mean, we And were- so I'm sitting here looking at $30. That can buy a lot of paper towels. And we can't afford paper towels, but we can but afford- But we're buying a soda, right. Soda. So I'm like- Yeah. So it sounds silly, but we didn't talk about this before the restaurant because you wouldn't even think. You don't even think about it. But that's an added stressor that you have, right? Right. That small little things like that. Now take that to the next level, to bigger things. When we got married, um, there was your uh, Jake had a car, and Dallin had a car. Right, right. Is that right? Yeah. Well, Jake actually had a car that we had labeled his car. 
Correct. Right, because his dad his dad bought that bought for him. that for him. Right. Um, and Dallin had a car that was a teenage car. A teenage car. Right. Right. So, and it was the teenage car. Still stayed the teenage car. Dallin right. still drives that car. He actually still has it. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years later, he's still I know, driving, he's still that, driving car. that car. Just, and he loves that car. It's a great car. Yeah, the gray, what do you call it? Jacob well, it called was, it the Great Depression. The, the, yeah, the great the Great Depression. Yeah, well so the point was is all right, so we already had cars, but then we had a bunch of teenagers that were coming up and what were we gonna do with them and what was the expectation? Right. Jake had his own car, there was a teenage car. Um I have my kids only half the time. So the teenage car, did it stay at our house? Did it go over to their mom's house? These were all tough questions. Yeah. And what about um, equity? Right. Jake has his own car. Right. The teenage car had to be shared by, at one time, three teenagers. Right. I mean, how fair is that? Well, they they had they saw Jake's car. Yes. <laughs> that is true. Um, but... It- but- you think about those things so yes. on, on these big purchases. And we have the same situation coming up again because we have, we'll have three teenagers driving at the same time. Yes. And once again, what we do have we do? One, I have my child here, right? That's here 100% right? of the time. And then two of my kids. Two of your kids are going to be here half the time. So, Where and does, we're not buying three cars. There will be a car. Yeah. So, so equity, we have these things to work out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be equal. You can't just do that. Right? right. You can't just slice it up and go, okay, it's equal. It's not going to work it's, out that it's way. It's not going to. Because, and we even have friends in this situation, say your ex buys your child a $1,000 iPhone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, you know, we we are luckily in the position where we agree with our exes on phones and technology, things like that. Um we would never buy our kids an expensive phone <laughs> ever. No. And um, what do you do, right? When your ex is like, well, here's this, this thing. And then they might, they have other kids in the family, right? They've got their stepkids in the family that yeah, get, so it would don't own, get that. Yeah, exactly. So now you've got in the same household, you've got kids with expensive iPhones right. and kids with a hundred dollar flip phone from Walmart. Yeah. And yeah. they're looking at you going, why isn't this... Yeah, why aren't you buying me a thousand dollar phone like their dad bought them, right? Right. And I, I'm really glad we we haven't had to deal with exactly that yet. No, we but haven't. But we have had certainly hundreds of <laughs> hundreds of things to deal with. Little tiny things. Yes. Now another big thing, especially as your kids get older, and we've been married now nine years. Well, coming up in the fall, nine years in the fall. What are we that? gonna do for our anniversary? I don't know. Are you planning it or my planning? Oh, oh, don't get started on that again. <laughs> I'm going to plan it. No. I'm going to plan it. Okay. <laughs> um, so um, one of the things that comes up is as your kids go to college, what are the expectations for college? Yes. And who's paying for college, all that stuff. And, and what if you already have a kid in college when you get married? And what are, what are you currently doing? And was that what your, the person you just married was currently going to do? <sighs> tricky, people. It, it's tricky. It, it becomes tricky. So, but you have to talk about these things. You do. Right? Instead of, and we even have friends that don't have um, a blended family and haven't talked to their kids about college. Right. And who's paying for college. What the expectations are of who's paying for what. And I'm like, these need to be 
black and white conversations. And you can't wait until their senior year to talk about these things. Yeah. I, our youngest kids know that we don't pay for college except for certain circumstances. Like after they come home off a of mission, we pay for the first two semesters of college uh, right. tuition. Right. Right. So that expectation has been established. Right. And, and they get a laptop. They get a new laptop and a, when they and come a new home. laptop. Right. Yep. So these are the sorts of things that you've got to talk through with your spouse, especially in a blended family, and not on the fly in front of your kids. Right. <laughs> that could be really bad. Right. And it's something you have to discuss with your ex. And you know, I mean, it's it's a complicated triangle, right? To get all on the same page with it and 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 not have kids get upset and not have each other get upset. Well, I feel like you're treating your child. Yeah, you know, yeah, between each other. Yes. Because we, we've read this in some of the blending family forums where they're like, well, my husband treats his own children to more expensive things than my kids. And he says to me, well, your ex should be paying for that. Right. Right. Wow. You know, you've got to deal with those sorts of yeah. things as they come up. Yeah. What about allowance? Now, this is where kids can really play parents well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, they've got two different houses they're going to. You've got possibly four different personalities, right? If your mom remarries and your dad remarries, you've got four different adults that have their opinions about allowance and what were you getting when, you know, your mom married this person and does he still want to give that to you? And yeah. Yeah. We have a, a great solution for this. Don't give allowance. <laughs> we don't. Actually, both of us were on the exact same page. We were on the same page, which hallelujah. Can you imagine if we weren't? I, and you know what? And I have friends that give allowance and, and it works out for them and that's fantastic. That's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody has to make their own decisions about that. But for us, luckily, we were on the same page We're on the with same this. page. Their allowance is you get to live here, you get to eat here, um, and you get to be part of this family, and right? And you work to be yeah. part of that. And But then at the same time, we buy their clothes. We do. We, you know. We buy their, that. and we have friends that give their kids allowance, and then those kids have to buy their clothes with that. Right. So, and that's, you know, I, they, they feel they're like they're They're just different approaches. Them, yeah, they feel like they're teaching them money management, and I get that. So it's just different approaches. But you and I were both on the same page and, with that. And you know what? Maybe if it is contentious between you and your ex around allowance, maybe the best thing to do is to not do it. Right? Yeah. I, I don't know. I that don't know wouldn't either. be a tough one that, yeah. luckily, we, we haven't had to um, deal with. Right, right. Yeah, but that could be a tough one. All right, so now we're going to kind of dig deeper, right? Go a little bit deeper about um, the equality and, and different incomes and different, you know. Ugh. Well, let's talk, let's talk about, let's dive right into um, our discussion that we had on our date the other night. That kind of, because we said, oh, let's talk about equality in, in money and kids. And then we sat there for almost two hours yeah. talking about all right, equality between the kids. And it was all around... One subject. Pay, yes. Paying for college. Yes. And we thought that we had it all worked out, right? We thought we'd done such a great yeah. job of being fair and equal. And then we started thinking for a minute and went, Wait, is this fair? Is this Were equal? we fair and equal? Now, our philosophy when we first got married was we can't afford to pay for college. 
Yeah. Both of us already kids. had this. Yeah. yeah, we were gonna have several kids in college at the same time, and yeah, no, no way. Yeah, in fact, right now we're kind of happy because we only have two in college right now. I know. I mean, the most we've had was four, four in college. Yeah. Right. And we're gonna have three in college here in about four or five years. So yep. there's no way that we could afford to do that. And right. you'd already set that expectation for your kids before we got married. Yes, that they they had to work, they had to save. And I did um, the same thing with my kids, yes, too. Yes, I love that. I love teaching kids a work ethic and um, to pay for their own things, and I love that. So, yes, so we were on the same page with that. Which is good. But we also realize that there are some hard times for kids, especially uh, when they come home, like, off a church mission. They've right. been on a mission for a year and a half or two years without earning any money so that they could pay for college. Right. And you can only earn so much before you go to college the first time, which all of our kids have done. Right. So there was a little bit of a conundrum. So we came up with a plan that after your mission, uh, we would pay for the first two semesters of tuition. Right. Uh, for college. Right. And we thought, hey, this is working out really well. And it has so far. It has. We buy them, we buy them a laptop. And because whatever they had before their mission, usually they've had since high school because we don't buy them a new one if they're going to go, you know, go on a mission, right? Right. They've usually got this, we buy them a laptop and we pay for their first year of tuition that they're back. And we thought we've been doing great. And then we start thinking about, well, what about the kids that didn't go on a mission? Right? Yeah. Like, has this been fair to them? Is it, So we, we really kind of went round and round and round about it. And have we been fair? Do we need to, is there anything else we need to do? Do we need to reimburse some of our kids? I thought it was funny when we said that. Reimburse? For what? For living? <laughs> that was a funny one. So I, we, we just uh, had, to figure, had, had to figure this all out. We just had to talk through it. I mean, we'd already, we already had decided it and it was... But it has been how many years since we decided that? Six? Yeah. Six years. Yeah. So we redressed it, which is important. When yes. you've already made these decisions in the past, yep. things might change. Well, for us, our discussion lasted quite a long time. We kept trying to punch holes in our, what right. we came up with before. Yep. And it was actually really great because both of us took both sides at different times in the conversation yeah, we did. so that we could really... I think we did a great job attacking the problem instead of each other. We did not attack each other at all. We did, actually did a really good job that night. Good no, job, babe. I know. We, we do great. <laughs> but we came up with the same answer as we had before. We did. We circled right back around to where we were. And I wasn't sure we were going to. Right. That we did. If the kids go, you know, choose to go on a church mission, we think that's fabulous. And we want to support that. And that, doesn't, that does not give them the opportunity to make money that you would have if you were just living a normal life going to college. And so we still feel like that was the best, um, that we were helping out wh where needed, right? right? Now, that's not the same conclusion that we came with a smaller thing like cell phones. What do we come up with cell phones? Well, remember when we first did cell phones, our kids weren't going to get a cell phone until a certain age. I can't remember. I don't, when I married you, your kids had cell phones. They were 13 years old and had Yeah, 13 and 14. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the older kids, but the younger kids didn't. Yes. And we've, we've changed that. Well, when, before, I, before I married you, my kids didn't get a cell phone until they were 16. Until right. when they started driving, they got a cell phone. Now, granted, that, that was, was different. eons ago. Well, and that's why 
that's why it's important to come back and look yes. at what you've decided right. at first. Right. And roll it back a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But I remember when I met you and I was like, oh, your 13-year-old has a cell phone. Now, I know you and They were your, dumb phones. Yes, they were dumb phones. And I know you had decided that because when your kids were at your ex's house and same with, with her, you want to be able to contact each other and right. be able to communicate with them. So I, I do get that. Um, but we have, we, which is weird, most people, most people we know, they're giving their kids cell phones younger and younger. Like it's seven and eight years old. Yeah. And we. <laughs> we drag our feet. We, now. Yes. I mean, Madeline just got her first smartphone. And she's almost 15. She's almost 15. And yeah. it still doesn't have a whole lot on it. No. So I, it's important. I guess the reason I brought that up is it's important that you adjust and that yes. you talk about that adjustment when it comes to um, equality with the kids and money and things, that things do change over time. Right. So just like in a non-blended family, in a nuclear family, um, you should do the same thing. In a blended family, it's even more important to talk about this because there is going to, there's more than just you and your spouse involved. There's another set of parents involved as well. And this is a good segue. There's not just other parents involved. There are other grandparents involved. Yes, there are. And trust me when I say that is not equal because some no. grandparents have money to have more money than the yes. other grandparents, yeah, right? Absolutely. They have more cash flow. They have whatever. They have more savings, whatever the, the I, situation Or maybe their is. philosophy is different too. Exa exactly. Right? Exactly. I'm going to give kids money now instead of when I die or who knows whatever. But mm -hmm. Yes, we have several sets of grandparents and and their their monetary contribution to their grandkids is different. Is very different. And they've never asked us. I we've never had anybody say what does this grandparent do, which they should not. No, they shouldn't. They do what they feel is right and comfortable and But that can cause inequality in your home. Yes. For example, if um so a great example is my kids my um, ex's mother has established a scholarship right. for all of her grandkids. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. Thank you. She has established um, an endowment, basically, for all of her grandkids that go to college. Wonderful. That, right. That's awesome. Right. Right? Um, our, our, our stepkids don't have a grandparent that has done that. No. So some of my kids, my bio kids college is being paid for by you know by this endowment not all of it but it's a nice endowment yeah right none of my stepkids college is being paid no. so there's inequality yes. so should i meet the difference make up the difference make up the difference no i i can't control grandparents or where kids are getting scholarships right. from that's tough now we also are not you know, um, horrible people that won't help our kids if needed, right? Correct. We have had kids ask us for help and... And know. we've given them opportunities. This is one thing yes. that you and I agree on. Yes. We give our kids opportunity to make money. Absolutely. Right. Um, I, I'm of the mindset that you need to work for things if you're just standing there with a hand. Yeah. I, I don't like that as much. So some of our kids that have had a rough time going through college and needed a little extra cash every once in a while... I would give them things that they could earn money. Yeah, of. which I think is fantastic. Right, so. It's fantastic. So, yes, so that it can be very challenging. They will get different Christmas gifts from grandparents and, you know, that whole that whole thing. And 
no grandparent should ever try and meet the other grandparents, you know, whatever they're doing. You do your thing and And the kids are grateful for it. The kids are very grateful for it. Right. And that also brings up us as parents should never compare grandparents um, with the kids at all. No, no. That's always a a dangerous uh, thing to go. And if if our ex, um, their grandparents or their parents or even grandparents are just showering our kids with um, things or things that we normally wouldn't give, we need to be grateful instead of, oh, no, they shouldn't do that. We need to be grateful and say, you know, that's great that your grandparents have that ability to do that and help you out. Right. Right. Um, So that we can show that gratitude. Yep. Our Lemonade Mower of the Week is mostly lemonade. Not a lot of lemons. Absolutely. We had Jacob come home this weekend and... He brought a girlfriend. He brought a girlfriend, the sweetest girl ever. Um, she's a delight. And, you know, the only lemon I can see in this is that Jacob had to navigate going back and forth between his mom's house and our house. Yes. and Which uh, is what they always have to navigate when they're home. And I feel for them so much. And I also feel for his girlfriend, too. A little awkward, you know, yes. a meeting two families yes. where there should yeah. be one, but uh, they handle it so gracefully and uh, we got to see them and have fun with them. So uh, way to go, Jacob. That was a great lemonade. Stra- I'll call it strawberry lemonade. It was so good. Oh, a strawberry lemonade <laughs> moment. If you like today's episode, give us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and head to Facebook and like us. And check out our blog at wheresthelemonade.org. Where you can leave questions and comments. But most of all, go out and make some lemonade. You betcha, baby. Mm -hmm.